Welcome to Powered by Magic, where we discuss topics surrounding magic and common or not so common questions. Let's take this journey together. Hi, I'm Tatiana. And I'm Sylvia. And we are coming to you from Eugene, Oregon. We invite you to conjure up a broom and ride with us. Yay! Season Woo-hoo. two! Season two! Woo. We made it! Yes, we did it! Here we are, going into a new season in a new way, refreshed. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Completely different, yeah. It's uh, going to be kind of a scary new journey. Yep. yep. Um, hopefully everybody will continue to follow along with us and... And maybe we'll stir up enough conversational pieces, since this is going to be more conversation-based, that people will chime yeah. in. Maybe we'll get some questions or opinions or thoughts, and that would be amazing. Yeah, I figure I'm, like, so old-fashioned and stuck in my ways that people will probably get their feathers ruffled and be, like, calling in and, you know, or, you know, whatever they do. Yeah. And yeah. see, I'm old-fashioned calling. Calling in. <laughs> They'll be, like, emailing us and saying, hey, lady... Get it, get with it. I expect that. I would, I would expect that actually. Yeah. Anyway, so here we are. Mm-hmm. And how are you, Sylvia? Um, it's been a week. There's been some playing around with my meds, so that's been a little taxing. But everything should be fine now. So. Okay. Great. How about you? How's your week been? It's been busy. Just a lot of pet sitting. Oh uh, yeah. Back and forth house to house. I've been, I've switched within the last week. I've switched within two, three pet sets in one week. Back yeah, didn't you have like three pet sets in one day? Uh, yeah, I may have actually. Yes. Yes, I think I did. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, because I did a switch over, mm-hmm. finished one, began another, and I was visiting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had three in one day at one point. Oh God. And then my own cats, of course. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so it's been busy, which I always get a little bummed because it's summertime and I want to be out there doing stuff. And instead, I'm sitting inside and I have to be inside because I'm there for the pets. Mm-hmm. And I'm not out in the sun. And it's not fun to sit. You, you want to go play? I do. I want to go play. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I've been there. I did the thing for the cats and they don't, they're over there sitting doing their own thing. Can right. I go outside? But no, no, I'm there for the kitties. So, yeah. You know. Or dogs, depending. Mm-hmm. It's just been a lot of cats recently. <laughs> anyway, other than that, th- things have been good. I can't think of what's been going on in my life because that's pretty much my life. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're diving right in. Yeah. This is going to be a completely new format today. We're going to switch between two different formats, our conversational format. Uh-huh. And then we're going to do also history of witchcraft and witches. Um, so we're going to pick out, you know particular time and place and then we'll also pick out like a witch that we want to do history on and we'll switch between conversational and questions and then also the history yeah yeah and that's not all in today just to be no. clear <laughs> no today is just conversation this is season two that's we're talking about the broad scheme of season yes. two and if we're lucky we're going to find enough information about individual witches because i've already gone on and found a lot of witches but how much information we're going to find on any individual is going to be kind of a yeah that's going to be air. yeah <laughs> we'll see we'll see so we are still completely open to ideas from you guys yes and i'm going to take a moment i'm going to stand up and take a pause on our videotape and i'll be right back okay we'll take a little pause there all right what we thought we'd cover today is how do you know you're a witch 
yeah how how do you know you know how do you get that idea how does it filter through and yeah how like, how's it been for us yeah we're going to talk about our experience yes and then kind of a broad strokes of what it could be to be a witch mm-hmm. there's a lot that we probably won't cover and if we miss something again really would love to hear from you because we'd love to cover the topics yes don't want to miss stuff and there's so many things out there again i'm old school so you know my breadth of things is sort of smaller than what exists now yeah you know out there so it'll be you know what i'm sitting here here, hearing myself and i'm going so 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 (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I'm i'm not supposed to do that okay back to it where do we want to be all right we started at feeling different from others and in what way Mm. well goodness for me I had a rough childhood you know I think probably all of us have had a rough childhood in one way or another and my mother has some mental issues and it was a bit challenging I think my strength was is that I I always knew I had something protecting me I didn't know what mm-hmm. it was, but I always had this feeling like I was protected. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily from my parents that I was protected, but because um, they weren't like horrible abusive. Yeah. There was abuse. Yeah. But it was more just if I was walking down the street, I felt safe. I just always did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I used to go, and when I lived in Germany, I used to walk along um, a river called the Isar. And it was right along where the zoo was. So you can imagine there's a river, there's a walking path, but not a street. Mm-hmm. And then there's the zoo on the other side. You're on a trail that's not near the street. You're not near houses. You're all by yourself at night and late at night. Oh, my. Now, Germany, at that point in time, this is in the 80s, was a lot safer. But I always just kind of felt like I was fine, like nothing was going to mess with me. Mm-hmm. And that's true, too, when I was even younger than that in New York. I would go to, I think my friend and I went to go see a show and we got lost. And I was just like, nope, we're fine. We're totally fine. Yeah. Mind you, I did do the little chant of, yeah, we meant to be here. We meant to be here, you know, look like <laughs> we meant to be here. We don't have cameras, you know, mm-hmm. that whole chant was going on. But that was a chant. Yeah. And I just felt protected. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There was something else I was thinking. I always felt powerful, too. Mm-hmm. I, and I couldn't, I can't explain what that is, but I just always felt sort of like something extra was there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something like that. How about you? Well, as you're talking, um, feeling safe and protected, I was very young. I was probably like four or five, and we had a family reunion and I uh, went wandering around the the park. And, you know, nobody was particularly watching me because everybody was there. And nobody saw me slip away into the trails. I slipped away into the trails and I was probably out there for a good couple of hours just wandering around, enjoying myself. and Or at least that's what it feels like in my memory. Mm-hmm. And I got back and everybody was freaking out because I had been gone and I just didn't even phase me I was always very very precocious so I was always walking up to people I didn't fear people I guess I just had that feeling of just being safe I also felt connected with nature yeah yeah Um, always felt that way um 
it was just a thing from early on. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we put down family history. Yeah. As another thing of knowing you're a witch. You don't have to have a family history. No. To be a witch. That is not necessary. Mm -mm. But a lot of people talk about having a family history. And some people really put a lot of weight into that. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool if you do. Yeah. But you don't have to. No. Yeah, it's it's really neat to have a, a family that goes back generations of being witches and such. And it's nice to have that background and that, you know, being taught, you know, from a young age. But it's, yeah, again, not something you have to have. Yeah, and I mean, what does that really look like? I mean, how many people actually can really go, my family has this lineage of practicing, practicing mm-hmm. witchcraft? Yeah. As opposed to what you and I have experienced, which is, I'll start with, you know, my family had experiences. My mother related, and I was really young when she related it to me, so I can't remember it exactly, but she did relate to me something about her family being in a room and something to do with a doorknob shifting and something about my grandmother knowing things and that, that just that it runs through the family. My mother actually, now that I think of it, my mother actually did have visions sometimes. Mm. Uh, she really wanted to ignore that side of herself. She really tamped that down. Yeah. And I think that that was true of probably several lineages uh, because World War II wasn't good to be different. Mm-hmm. So anything like that probably would have been tamped down. Yeah. But my mother did tell me a little bit about that. And then my brother reminded me the other day about how my mother would have dreams about a fire happening. And then not long later, there was a fire that did occur that was really frightening and such really close to our house. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, she had been having like premonitions for months and months about this. So she got to a point where she was being very particular about everything being unplugged and, Hmm. you know, don't leave this on, don't, you know. And I don't remember much of that. My brother was telling me about that. But then I do remember the the fire that happened. Oh, wow. And actually we had a couple of fires in the town at that time. Yeah, yeah, we would go actually watch some of the fires. Oh, wow. <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah. But that that's what I mean is is it doesn't have to be, oh, she was out there practicing how it, how to do spells and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This is just something where she would have pre- premonitions and stuff ran in the family that was just a little different. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? Same here. Uh, my family, I don't remember what my grandmother, like her specific thing was, but I know one of my aunts had premonitions. And, like, one of them was that uh, Rock was going to come through a windshield. I can't remember if it was that day or a couple of days later. The husband that she had the premonition about had a rock fly out, hit the windshield. It did not go through, but it shattered, just about shattered the windshield. And then my mom is sensitive to uh, spirits. She can see ghosts and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, she's had experiences. Like, she had one, she was doing a, not an expo, but a a thing where they get together and show off their uh, fifth wheels and um, motorhomes. It was a motorhome thing mm. where they were getting together and they were catering it. And she was part of the catering company. Anyways, she was going through this staircase at this building and... At a corner of the staircase, there was a 
ghost there that was apparently rather pissed off hmm. and was staring at her and she could feel it and she looked at it and basically told it to screw off mm-hmm. and it did mm-hmm. but she could feel the like she felt it in the back of her neck it was like burning mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. but she eventually kind of shooed it off and it it went but she's always had this ability to kind of see ghosts and mm-hmm. encounter them and such I have not seemed to come up with any of that. I do have a very heightened intuition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we... Do we have that down on our list, intuition? I'm sure we do. Uh, we must. I don't think we did. No, not really. That's no. in there somewhere, I'm sure of it. Well, we'll throw it in there somewhere. Special ability. I think... <laughs> special sp- abilities. Special abilities is probably yeah. what it goes under. Yeah. All right. Now, this is not one I have, but knowing things without having experienced them. Yeah, and that's tricky. I phrased that a little bit oddly, so it's kind of hard to answer that one. Uh, And again, not everybody has this, but a lot of people do. I have had moments that are not for other people, but for myself. I just had a conversation with my daughter the other day, and we were talking, and we were having a normal conversation. And then all of a sudden, she'd asked me a question, and I was just having normal conversation with her about it, and normal thoughts and everything. And then all of a sudden, this powerful energy hit me and went oh this is it and I just knew like I just knew this is exactly what was right for her Mm -hmm. and like there's no question in my mind about it Mm. that to me is that aha moment of knowing something Mm -hmm. and just knowing it not having any reason to know it but knowing it and the other thing I have with that is I get time frames sometimes on rare occasion, I have it for other people. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I have it for myself. One example I can give is that I had moved out to Oregon on my own without my children. The agreement with my ex was that they would stay where they were originally born, which was Florida, mm-hmm. until one or the other moved, and whoever moved first, the kids would stay put. Mm-hmm. Well, I moved out to Oregon, and I got this premonition that within two years, my son was going to be out here. But that made no no sense whatsoever with yeah. the agreement that we had and how my husband was very, very uh, strong feeling about yeah. keeping the kids. Mm-hmm. And we had an arrangement that was really pretty well set up that they would come out in the summers and visit and stuff. And that gave us enough time, et cetera. Sure enough, two years later, literally like two years later, he moved out. Oh, he came out. I couldn't believe it. And it was just like one of those moments where I was on my stoop of my house when I just moved out here and I was having a cup of coffee. I'll never forget it. And the moment said, he's going to be out here in two years. Not my daughter. No, it was just my son specifically. Huh. Sure enough, two years later, he came out. Wow. And I get that quite a bit. And I, I initially get it and I sit there and I go, eh, that's whatever. You know, I kind mm-hmm. of pish posh it away. Mm-hmm. I've gotten better about not doing that. I still do it some because they're still a skeptic, which I think is healthy. Yeah. It's pretty accurate when it does come. Mm -hmm. And I don't, like, I can't force it. It just has to come on its own accord. Yeah. When it comes, though, it's pretty accurate. And on occasion, I've had that for other people. Mostly it's for me. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Being able to manifest through intention. Mm Mm-hmm. 
usually this is a lot of little things here and there, and so I don't remember a whole lot because I've got a terrible memory. Ha! Sorry. <laughs> you have a terrible memory. I'm, I'm just thinking here, who has a terrible memory? It's me. <laughs> okay, fine. You can claim that if you want. All right. Um, I've had a couple of times this last year where I've had things shipped through the mail that didn't really come when they were supposed to apparently I would send some energy out of you know since the intention out that they would come to me and they did it was twice one was with a a set of tarot cards that I had what was it do you remember it got delivered to your neighbor no that was the oracle cards that was the oracle cards no I don't remember the tarot cards that was um Anyways, so the oracle cards, they got delivered to my neighbor because I actually gave the wrong address and apparently the person, it got sent back and then the person that had originally gotten it sent it to my address and so I got it. It was very cool. I was very happy. Yeah, I remember us setting that intention, really focusing and you were really focused on that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I think it was, the tarot deck was the Alleyman tarot. Oh, right. Because it didn't show up when it was supposed to. It was my brother. That's right, it was your brother. Yeah, it was my brother. So it was supposed to show up at his place at a certain time, and it wasn't showing up through the system on the post office. And I thought maybe somebody had taken it. Well, I just set an intention that it would, you know, not be a good thing for anybody but my brother and his boyfriend to have. And it showed up within the next couple of days, I think, Hmm. or the next day. It was like six in the morning and it put an update on my phone that said, hey, your thing is going this place. It's out on delivery. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was that. Mm -hmm. How about you? I have, over the years... I'm sure I've done a lot of manifesting over the years, just not necessarily totally aware of it. Mm-hmm. But because I've studied for so long, I've really learned how to fine tune my manifestation skills. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say this, I feel almost bad, guilty using it, but I will I will be driving somewhere and I know that I'm going to a certain location. This happened just the other day. Uh, I went to go to the pharmacy. I said to my, I was talking to my brother and I said, hey, I'm going to get to that pharmacy. So oh, there's always a line there. There's just always a line and I don't have time for a line. And okay, there's not going to be a line. Now let's be fair. I'm not going to say there's not going to be a line. I'm going to be fair with, you know, all things in the universe. And there's going to be one person in line. Yeah. Now, you know, just, just give, give yeah. a little, you know, yeah. for good measure. And so I said, oh, there'll be one person in line. Okay. So I got there and there were actually two people in line, but it wasn't the normal line that is there. Yeah. So that was pretty good. That was yeah. pretty good. But usually, I'll... Parking spots. Yes. I have you do this thing. all the time. I know. I do this all the time. I have this thing about parking spots. I'll just visualize, and I'll know exactly where it is that that parking spot's going to be. And it's mm-hmm. not always in the front. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just know where it's going to be. Yeah. But I also give a little push to where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And so between the two of those, I think that's what I do, is I give it a little bit of push where I want it to be, but I also give a little, like, leeway also like hey you know all right i understand i can't always be first all the time so yeah i'll say it's number three and it's in this location and the person's just going to be pulling out and it'll happen 
Nice. It's it's so bizarre. I used to just totally fluff it off and think I was completely ridiculous, but it happens so much now <laughs> that I almost feel like I'm abusing it. And I want to be really careful <laughs> to not abuse it because it's a really handy skill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I've had it with setting intentions for a job, but that was more through spell work. Mm-hmm. So spell work intention setting. I'm really, really good at spells. And yes, you because are. My intention setting is so good. Thank you very much for that, by the way. I set fantastic intentions, and the, I don't know how it is, but my spell work works really well. So I managed to get an apartment specifically that I wanted, very mm-hmm. specific one. I've ma- I manifested a job that was completely out of my league, mm-hmm. and I got it. Now, again, that was through spell work, but it was intention setting. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but that's kind of the idea. I think a lot of witches can manifest things, you know, mm-hmm. that they don't, they aren't even aware of. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Just sometimes you'll see an animal that you just suddenly knew was going to be there and you manifest it mm-hmm. or it, you, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, you get the idea. Yeah. It's, 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 it seems like a coincidence, but. Exactly. seems like a coincidence, but if you really think about it, and it happens frequently enough, you start realizing, no, that's not coincidence anymore. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There is a there is room for coincidence. Yes. But there's a point where you start realizing it's not. Yeah. The parking spaces is definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we at now? Sensing entities and yeah. uh, what that is like. And our individual experiences. Yeah. Ooh. All right, well, I'll start with dreams for me, mm-hmm. and that was when I was in my teens, usually teens to early 20s, mm-hmm. I would experience entities that would come visit me, and there were two specific that they were generally negative energies, mm-hmm. very negative energies, and I, I really attribute that to the fact of my age, because I think you're very vulnerable at that time period, Yeah, and I think that the entities of good and bad, if you will, are fighting for you, and mm-hmm. I think that that's an opportunity to go one way or the other. Mm-hmm. For me, I had one that was super frightening. I don't really believe in evil, honestly. I really basically don't. But if you were to believe in evil, this thing was freaking evil, like Mm. really bad. It came to me in a dream and it was very real, very, very real and Mm. nightmarish. Then I had uh, another one where it was a reoccurring visitor. She Uh would come and she always had this kind of orb of swirling energy around her and Mm -hmm. she kept trying to suck me in and I would keep saying no and she wanted me to get closer, and I knew that if I got closer to her, she would suck me in, and that would be it. Mm-hmm. And I knew it. But there was constantly going back and forth between her and I. Then I just realized that she needed something, and it wasn't me who was supposed to give it to her. So I had mm-hmm. to kind of let her go, and that was in my 20s when I let her go. Okay. And kind of gave her what I could give her and said, I don't have the rest for you. So yeah. that was that. I remember when I was also a teenager... I was in my house and I had a couple of bad dreams. We'll call them dreams. When I woke up, the energies were still there. Ooh. And the energy kept putting images into my brain of things that I was the most frightened of. And one of them was my German Shepherd that we had at the time tended to be a nipper. 
Mm-hmm. He liked to nip, and it was just so it was annoying. Mm-hmm. But my fear would be that it would turn, you know, bad. Not that I was afraid of him. I really mm-hmm. wasn't. My big fear in life had been for a long time fear of wolves and growling and snarling dogs on movies and stuff. I couldn't Ooh. watch those moments. Much like I can't watch spiders now. Yeah. <laughs> I would have that happen. And this dream, if you will, had somehow I woke up and the spirit was still here. It was still present. And I could sense it. And it was sending these images into my head of my dog attacking me. Ooh. And it was really frightening. So I went to call friends because, you know, the best way to break up that kind of thing, to send a spirit on its way, is to break it up by conversing with somebody else, ignoring it, putting on radios, Mm -hmm. different things. And I thought, I'm going to reach out to my friends, friends who I know are home kind of thing, that are always home, where there's like a house of five people and there's always somebody there. Yeah. And I called a few different people who that would be the the scenario. Nobody, nobody was there. Oh, wow. So like this spirit had massive energy to it. Uh And I was frightened. My mother came home and my mother does, she's... She, on occasion, would surprise me, and she actually really was very believing of me and really just said, hey, do you want to come be here with me right now, and you don't have to go back to your bedroom right now? Mm -hmm. And she was actually really, really compassionate. That was a very frightening, and whatever that was, I really feel like that particular energy had followed me through my young life, in my early teens to my early 20s I think that particular energy would follow me and if if I ever gave it any energy it would show up and it was very frightening but I finally banished it at one point which comes down to a Ouija board actually oh wow (laughs) yeah and I managed to get rid of it so there's that I talked a lot how about you (laughs) so for me I don't see spirits but I can generally feel like the energy of them around I don't have I didn't have dreams or anything um but there was a particular a trip I made with a friend and as we were going out there I felt this immense spirit it was I called it a dragon but it was a, it was a nature spirit it was a guardian spirit of the area it was just kind of a it noticed me I don't know if acknowledged me it didn't necessarily say hello but it acknowledged me and then as dragons do as dragons do and went back to its thing. Yeah, and that was one of the specific things I can remember. Also, I have a spirit, I call her a spirit guardian, that helped me through a very dark time in my life because I've had very bad depression. It was a very bad time in my life, and she kind of talked me through it. I would spend hours upon hours just talking with her. She presents as a dragon. Hmm. I just call her a dragon. Oh, cool. I've heard you talk of her. Yeah. That's really my experience with specific entities that I can remember. Which, if you're, I don't want to interrupt you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just realized that I had only mentioned on the dreams and I forgot all about the other. The fae and the dragons. Yeah, the fae and the dragons. And Oh, that reminds me. I also had an experience with fae. At least I think it was fae, but... It was very strange, very odd. I had a lunch sack on my bed, and what it sounded like was a huge dragonfly flapping its wings in the bag. Mm. I went and I looked in there, and there was nothing there. But the bag moved like it was being 
like there was something in it and there was when I looked there was nothing there and it's like nothing I was watching the whole time nothing flew out of it or anything Mm. it was just like whoa that's so cool (laughs) yeah but it sounded like fairy wings oh so cool yeah So so go ahead oh I didn't really have the experiences that I could specifically say was a fairy or a dragon until I had done the fairy tradition studies. Mm-hmm. At which point the fae just started coming out from every which way. Oh boy. And they still today do. They're a little more subdued today because I haven't practiced as much as I used to when I was teaching. But there was one day I was sitting in a chair and I had my TV in the one place and I had my bookshelf, which you're familiar with my bookshelf. I have a bookshelf that is basically the doorway for the fae mm-hmm. they have decided that's their doorway and i even have a little book that has a doorway opening into this emptied i don't know carved out book mm-hmm. and it's a little fairy house and i open the door and the fairies can come in and out of there because i recognize that that shelf unit is a fairy portal yeah and they have taken things from me and they have done things for me oh that reminds me yeah anyway one day I was just from the corner of my eye I sort of caught movement which we do we all tend to do that and I really believe a lot of times that it can just be nothing but it can also be the fae for me I actually caught an image of a fairy type creature it was nothing like what you would have imagined it was like a blob and the funny thing about it was, is that it's, when it realized I had seen it, the look, I mean, there was like, just the look, he was so frightened and so astonished and he zipped away so fast. Oh, wow. But I saw him for like a, just a fraction of a second straight on. Oh, wow. And that was really cool. The other thing is that working with the fairy, I had my car stolen. I think I've told you this story. No. Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember if you have. I had my car stolen and I somehow or another, I called on the Faye and I was like, I know that it's been stolen and I'm pretty sure that I know what direction it's gone. Mm -hmm. Would you please go out and keep it safe Mm -hmm. and find it for me and make it someplace that I can find it? The cop came and did the report and, you know, he's like, you know, the likelihood of you getting this car back is like none. Yeah. zero we, we don't Zilch. give it a lot of energy basically yeah. is what he said we just yeah. don't do much on it it just happens too much i'm like okay great less than 24 hours less than 24 hours later it was found in a very obvious place i had told the fae to make the driver uncomfortable mm. and they made him so uncomfortable i believe that he left it in a park that was like a camping ground but instead of parking it back in some little nook where it wouldn't be found like for a while Mm -hmm. he parked it right by the ranger station oh wow yeah yeah he just wanted to get out of there it was yeah exactly he took a couple of little items nothing major Mm -hmm. he did spray it down with uh wd-40 everywhere gets rid of fingerprints apparently Oh, yes. okay. So I had That's... to like clean all of that off. Ew. However, he did write, and this is the fun part, underneath my hood, he actually gave my car a tune-up. I happened to have had a Subaru tune-up book, you know, all about the parts and everything. He had been underneath my hood. I knew my car was doing better when I got it. I could tell. It only lasted for two weeks, but my car actually was doing better after that theft. <laughs> But underneath the hood, in the grime underneath the hood, it said, I am a Subaru, like S-O-O, 
B-A-R-O-O. And all I could say is that was the fairy. I was just like, and you can claim anything you want to claim. You can believe what you want to believe. But I genuinely believe that the fairy worked through him. And Mm -hmm. they were like, this is her car. Like, you know, dude, you got to make amends here. And Mm -hmm. you need to leave this car be. I just thought it was great. It was fantastic. That's hilarious. I mean, it's sad that it got stolen. But, I mean, that's kind of kind of funny yeah and I got my car back and uh I've had experiences with dragons as well I won't continue on here but I've had my experiences with dragons they're really an amazing energy for me they are definitely amazing they're seriously powerful and kind of scary sometimes but with respect also very stoic yes very stoic yeah depending on the dragon I've met some that weren't so stoic but yeah most of them are very stoic and with a little respect Mm mm-hmm yeah. And let them take their own time. Oh, yes. Give them their space. Let them do their thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and don't screw with their shit. <laughs> do not screw with their shit. I think that's really true of all of the beings like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like Anything that's... you don't mess with their shit. Yeah, no, you don't... Fa- no. No. <laughs> don't. Just don't. Not unless you're ready for a big fight. Yeah. You don't really want that. No. 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 Anyway. Okay, let's move on. Yes. All right. Feeling a special connection to nature or feeling at home in it? Yes. Do you want to start? Sure. For as long as I can remember, there's two places that I feel at home. There's the forest and there's the sea. With the forest, it's just a feeling of absolute peace and wonder. And it's the same thing for the sea. I just, all I want to do is walk along the beach and stare out at the waves and um, we'll come upon it later, but I have a, a memory, an anomalous memory, I'll call it. Can't wait to hear. Yeah, right? But anyways, what about you? You know, I've always been super connected to nature. That's where I think I found my refuge from my home. You mm. know? I just felt comfortable with it. Okay, super, super comfortable with yeah, it. Which yeah, which many people do. Mm-hmm. Have that connection. We're talking about how you feel like you might be a witch. So this is one of those things is having that deep connection with nature. As I got older, I learned the energies of how to speak with nature. Yeah. And particularly with trees, because I studied for a long time on the study of trees and the Celtic origins of the ohms. Mm -hmm. And you learn what their language is, which is a totally different energy. Mm -hmm. Language is just energy, really. You have to change the frequency. That's what it comes down to. I have been known to be able to change my frequencies in such a manner as to be able to kind of be in communication mm-hmm. with trees, with birds. I have a mm. real connection with birds. Sometimes I joke and I think it's because I'm a double Leo, you know? Ah. You know, that little lion in there, <laughs> you know, doing the little bird whisperer thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> with naughty intentions, except that I don't have the naughty intentions. <laughs> anyway... I would sit and I was doing a ritual specific and I was waiting for my student to come up the hill. At that time, it was foggy Mm. and morning, really early. I had my cloak and my sword. Did I have my sword? I may not have my sword. I had my cloak. I was sitting there off to the side. She didn't see me. But while I'm waiting for her to come up, all of these birds just came around me. And she remembers this. She just thought it was the most amazing, ethereal, spiritual. When she saw 
me with the cloak and all of these birds and everything. And I came out of this mist because there was this fog. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I still, I have to make an intention. It's a little harder for me now. But if I go and I sit and I literally just sit there and try to get my energy to find the wavelength that is with that specific entity of nature. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what it is, then it takes time. But yeah. when you do, it takes a little less time and it's fun and you can get them to come visit with you. And it's just an amazing experience. So, yeah. So that's, that's that. Okay. Having energetic pulls to certain things on a regular basis, or maybe not regular, but, you know. Yeah, feeling pulled towards certain places. Yeah, yeah, with possible reasons or not. Mm-hmm. So, do you have anything you want to put in there first, or? Um, I mean, for me, it's places of power, but specifically waterfalls really call to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just that feeling of I don't know. It's like a a reined in power. That deep thrum that each waterfall has. Mm -hmm. I have one specific. Yeah. 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 That's for me specifically, but also I, I mean, there's, there's other places where you just sit and all of a sudden you just feel it. There's a power there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, as Sylvia is aware, I have one specific place. I actually consider it Dragon Falls. Actually, it's got a different name. My first experience with that particular falls had dragons. It was my first time to Oregon. Mm. And I got pictures that Mm -hmm. actually had dragons in them. Oh, wow. I wish I could find that picture now, but I have pictures. Uh, This is back when you still printed pictures. Ah, yeah. Again, I'm archaic. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That particular waterfall just, yeah, it's amazing. But for me, one thing, it was a skill that I used to have. I don't know if I have it as much now. I don't hone in on it as much now. Mm -hmm. I think my energies have balanced out more since I've been, honestly, on medication for bipolar. Ah. So I don't tune into some things as like I was able to before. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, I used to always be able to tune into places where death has happened. Mm. Usually... I could actually visualize exactly what had happened. Oh, wow. Didn't happen a lot. It's not like I had a lot, but in nature, it was always in nature. Mm-hmm. So I remember one specific instance where we were on a camp- coven camping trip. We were sent out to go find certain things for the ritual we were going to have that night. I went out on my own. I looked across the field and I saw the woods across the field. I got this strong pull. I was like, okay, well, that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. So I went and got to the spot that I was so strongly pulled to it had feathers all over the place Mm. I suddenly got this vision of exactly what happened a I now my memory is just terrible but I think it was an owl that I visualized Mm -hmm. and a bobcat Mm. had gotten it the thing that I remember most whether it was an owl or another you know large bird what I remember most was the feeling the bird had when it was got. Mm. And it had no clue. It was just like, what the... And that was it. And that was it. Oof. It was really intense. Wow. Yeah, so that's an example of, of what I've had happen. Mm-hmm. And that's just one thing that of many, many things that people can have happen. Yeah. All right. Being able to be uncannily good with animals. Mm. All right, I'll start. Okay. (laughs) I'll jump in. Cool. 
I had opportunities to work with rehab birds and rehab animals. Mm-hmm. One of them was named Faith, and that was a panther. Mm-hmm. She was actually a crossbreed between a panther, a panther and a puma, Florida panther and a puma. Puma. Mm-hmm. I can't talk. I've had too much to drink. <laughs> yes, we admit it. We've had drinks. Yes. <laughs> she was just one example where I could sit and communicate with her, mm-hmm. and we understood each other, just looking in each other's eyes. And if I think about that, we, we I used to go to Florida zoos, these small little zoos that they have. And inevitably, it was always with, for me, for panthers, it was like most evident. Yeah. We would have conversations, just these intense conversations that aren't done in our language yeah we understood each other and Mm -hmm. it would be just this incredible sensation but i did it with other animals you know where you should have fear you don't because you're having this communication Mm -hmm. and i don't advise this for people like you should be smart i just want to say that right now be smart But I did have people with me, and they were the owners of these rehab animals that were eagles and whatnot. I was going to be trained how to work with Faith the Panther, but never got around to that because I moved. But the conversation is just, again, it's just incredible. I don't know how to describe it, but I've always been able to. There was one instance when I was in Germany, there was a guy walking his German Shepherd, which was off-leash. Mm-hmm. And I was walking my German Shepherd. His German Shepherd started growling and stopped, just started facing us and was growling at us. And the owner was completely oblivious and just kept walking. Oh, jeez. And I'm like a teenager. I was 13. Mm-hmm. And I'm with my dog. I just sent out this energy. You need to go. You need to go and be with your owner now. And I mean, mm-hmm. I was just really focusing that. Just really putting that out there to him. He did. He got it. He went. Oh, wow. And I could do that for a long time in my life. When I was younger, my powers were much stronger. And as I get older, it seems like they're weaker. It might just be that I don't practice them as much. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's... How about you? For me, I get along with most animals pretty well. But cats seem to be specifically the ones that I get along with the best, that I understand, and can kind of have that. I wouldn't say unconscious conversation, but have those conversations with. And I can't say a specific cat or anything because I don't remember now, but I've had more on more than one occasion, quite a few occasions that people would be like, oh, wow, that cat is usually either aloof or scared or, you know, not Mm -hmm. interested in people and they seem to like me. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen this. I've witnessed it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not something I can really explain. I have an understanding, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about having a familiar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, having a familiar. I have had at least two specifically that I've can outright say have been familiars one was my very first cat when I moved out of my own home Mm -hmm. and his name was Lucifer (laughs) yeah I know I know it's so so cliche it started out as Lucia which was supposed to be the Italian female name for devil but Mm -hmm. found out he was a boy 
and then went, ah. okay, what do I do with this? So became Lucifer in Florida, Bible Belt, yippee, oh, <laughs> the whole nine yards. Yep. Anyway, the the very quick synopsis of this one is, is that he was there to take in, I think, a lot of my pain. I was in a marriage that wasn't good, and I had gotten him about six months prior to getting married, mm. and I had him six months after I basically had decided I'm leaving and yeah leaving when I had decided I hadn't left yet but he passed away right about that point and so he was kind of like the parentheses around that marriage and he Mm. was my protector and he would sleep around my you know my neck at night he'd just come sleep around my head Mm. he was so funny I would have to invite him to come sleep with me Mm. and what I mean by this he would come and visit and sleep with me and sleep with me and then like all of a sudden he'd stop sleeping with me like after a week let's just say and he just wouldn't come Mm -hmm. I would wait and wait and okay Mr. Lucifer will you come you know come sleep with me tonight come sleep come join me come on please you know kind of thing and Mm. he would come and start sleeping with me again and that would go for three weeks and then he suddenly decided nope I'm gonna need another invitation (laughs) he would do this this was like our cycle he would do this so that was one and the other one I had that was really obvious was Loki who passed away recently Mm -hmm. and he was magical from the get-go he told me his name right away he -hmm. came up he sat in front of me there was a whole literal litter of kittens. He just looked at me, sat in front of me, and literally told me his name. I was like, no, no, I don't I don't want a Loki. A Loki is not, no, no, not my no. <laughs> and, and yet that was his name. No, no mischief maker. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, no, I don't want that, no. But he was my baby. Yeah. And any time, I didn't even have to tell him. If there was a ritual, he was out in the circle with everybody. He didn't care. I didn't have to tell him. He, he just would be there. He'd be in the circle. Mm-hmm. And he would make his rounds to everybody. If I was doing a tarot reading, he was on my lap. I mean, mm. he just knew instantly when I was doing magic, he was there always. Mm. And it was only in his last several years where I think he kind of, quote unquote, retired. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, okay, now it's your turn to be there for me. Yeah. And, and I was. So. Yeah. So those were my two very specific familiars. Okay. Well, I can't say that I can for sure I've had a familiar, but if I ever did, there was one cat that I was very, very close with. I was a child, and I was eight, nine, ten, somewhere around there. She had moved with us from our old place to our new place, I was so attached to her, and she was my cat. That was agreed by everybody. She was my cat. Her name was Rosie, and she was the sweetest little thing. Mm-hmm. It was, she unfortunately got hit by a car mm-hmm. when she was still fairly young. Mm-hmm. She was only with us for like a couple of years. Oh. Yeah, she was really young. And it broke my heart completely. Yeah. But. As it was, she slept with me, and she spent time with me, and she was she was my cat. She was so sweet. Oh, yeah. All right. Feeling of past lives or life, depending on how you feel about that. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll start. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about that anomalous memory. Oh yes. From about a young age, somewhere about the eight, nine, ten range, when I had Rosie. I had a memory that popped up in my mind that I realized was not 
from my own timeline. It's as a woman on a pier looking out to sea, waiting for someone to return to me. Mm. That's all I remember is looking out at a gray sea and waiting for someone to return. Oh, whoa, that was outside, folks. Can't help that. I think somebody's in the trash can out there. Sorry. <laughs> I won't be able to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the one memory that I can say for sure is not mine, but that I have. Mm. I love those. I just love those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you? You know, I've, I've had so many, and I, you know, it's just several that have come up in my life. The most potent one is the panther energy that I have. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is what gives me the ability to speak with cats the way I do and with panthers and things like that. Uh, because when I was a child, there were things throughout my life, not just as a child, but I started when I was like four. Mm-hmm. That I started doing things that were not at all normal for a kid to do. It was just kind of more like I couldn't stand to have somebody coming up behind me. So I'd run, run, run really fast and then turn around really quick and wait for them to come as if I was all along waiting for them to come. Mm-hmm. Well, Panthers do this. Mm. Same thing. is that, And I used to do this with Faith. I used to play with her through the fence. I'd face her. She'd be down crouched in the grass. Then I'd turn my back. I'd start to walk away. I knew exactly what she was doing. She'd start running towards me. And then I'd turn my and face her and she'd down, she'd go. This was the kind of thing that I would just know. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that I'd ever done in this lifetime, experienced in this lifetime. It was just something I knew. Mm -hmm. At a certain point in my lifetime, I would tell people just, I would scratch their eyes out. I would claw their eyes out. And, and I, when I would say it, it's not just that I would say it, but I would feel these invisible claws in my hands. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like the people who have had um, lost an arm or something where they have oh, that Oh, yeah, the ghost, phantom. The phantom. Phantom limbs, yeah. Well, the claws were like phantom. That's mm-hmm. what they were like. There are just various things about the panther that I know that just, I have stories that have come to my head that are experiences that I think I've had. That's That's one thing. That's the most lived in one that comes it must have been more one of my more recent ones mm-hmm. i must have something to do with spiders i have had some uh hypnosis and stuff done i know things about spiders that there's no way i know because i'm so afraid of them that there's no way i would watch some show about them or read some book about them mm. but I don't know if you know, but I, I think you've noticed with me. I can tell what a spider's going to do and what type of spider it is that's going to do this type of thing mm-hmm. and where it's going to be and what it's not going to do. Mm-hmm. And I know all of this information about it. I have nothing to draw on on that except that I'm pretty sure in the past life I was a spider. Spiders are generally afraid of each other. It seems to me that my big phobia of spiders, and it is a phobia, comes from this past life. Hmm. I'm pretty sure of that. Then there's Freya, my uh, patron. Patron? Matron. I never get that right. Matron. Matron? Matron. Matron goddess. Oh, God. I wish I could get those straight. I'm not good at that. Oh. Now I feel stupid. Anyway, she has a whole story in my being, and I have been told by astrologists that I was at one point a very high priestess uh, that had a lot of power. And I have wolf energy that 
combines with Freya, and I'm trying to shorten this so it doesn't make much sense here, but I've always been chased by wolves in my dreams. Mm -hmm. And I always had my German Shepherd that I had when I was a young child, not the second German Shepherd that I spoke about earlier, Mm. but my first one that would protect me in my dreams, even after after she passed away. She would protect me from the wolves in my dreams. Mm -hmm. But I learned later on when I found my matron goddess that there's actually this whole story about the wolves chasing Freya that became my magical uh, goddess and also warped into my magical name, which had its own story behind it, had the wolves chasing her until she got to where the fairies were. Mm. It was this whole thing. But then there was a friendship that developed. And after I realized all of this, and I, I don't know that I'm being very clear here, but after I realized all of this, and that it was actually that they were her protectors in a way, but she didn't, I didn't realize it in this lifetime, but Mm -hmm. back then they actually were. Mm -hmm. I actually started having really great relationships. And when I would go to the zoos, I would have great conversations with wolves Mm. and it just totally changed my dynamic completely with them. Call that what you like. Okay. Special abilities. When I was a kid, I used to play with the wind like ask it to go faster and it would go faster and ask it to quiet down and it would quiet down to this day it kind of plays with me Mm. so there's that i have my intuition a general sense of i can generally sense energy very very well Mm -hmm. you're looking at me is it my turn it's your turn (laughs) okay so for me you know, I have a few things. One is when I was a child, I used to do this hypnosis thing with my best friend, but I did it later on in life as well. I would connect with the person, get into their head, would know stories. Sometimes I would project a story. Through projecting the story, I was actually connecting to them, and I didn't even know how much I was connecting to them. Mm-hmm. When I was young, I didn't really get the outcomes to know that this was actually something that was happening. But when I was older, I experienced it on a couple different occasions. And the one that I will put out there happened to be with one of my ex-husbands. Every journey was different, and this one was on a ship. There was somebody at the front of the ship. I told him to go up and meet that person because that was his guide. Hmm. And he did. Suddenly, I got this stabbing pain through my heart, like insane pain through my heart then he woke up and Mm -hmm. I was like what the heck well he had gone up he had tapped the person on the shoulder who was hooded and cloaked and what turned around and he saw was his ex-girlfriend who had been hit by a car oh wow obviously that hit him really hard and I felt it Wow. I hadn't known that's what I was doing. Like, I didn't know that's where this was going. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, when I do these things, when I've done this hypnosis, it's always been for a healing purpose. Mm-hmm. I had another girlfriend who I did this with, and we were on a train ride. I didn't know. I just let the, the thing happen. I just go with it. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, I'm like telling her, oh, there's this secret that you don't feel like you can tell anybody, but trust me, you will be able to tell your grandmother. I didn't really remember much about her family. I'm mm-hmm. not very good at tracking those things. So I told her, no, don't worry. You can tell your grandmother. That's the one person you can tell. And then suddenly she put up, well, railroad crossing signs came up. Mm-hmm. You're going no further. 
I could tell she had put them up and she was like, nope, we're not going any further. And I talked to her afterwards and two things were true. One, her grandmother had passed away, so she could have told her grandmother Mm -hmm. and there would have been no judgment. And two, she put up the railroad crossing signs because she was afraid I was going to get too close to knowing what her secret was. Her secret was. And she was afraid because I was getting too close. Mm. So it's kind of an ability I have. Mm -hmm. And we have lovely noise in the background. Sorry, again, the fun of living in an apartment complex (laughs) and having the windows open because it's too hot to close them. Then uh, the other thing is, is that I'm a seer and I Mm -hmm. use that for my gift of doing tarot and ohm reading. That's just, you know, one of those gifts and you have that too Mm -hmm. is, you know, but uh, yeah, but uh, 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 (laughs) I'm going to be cutting that out, right? <laughs> All right, let's move on to the interest in the occult and esoteric. Oh boy, that's been a long time interest for me. I mean, I can remember being little, and as soon as I learned that there was a thing that was like, that was, you know, strange and different out there, that was exactly where my interest was. I mean, I was, I was also a science nut, so I love science and everything, but I also loved the thought and learning about the unknown and that which couldn't be explained by science. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was always fascinated by, I guess that's the part where we circle back to the beginning where we talked about uh, feeling different from others. Mm-hmm. It's just that feeling I always knew like I was powerful. So mm-hmm. I was able to do things that, you know, I could just do them. Yeah. When I found out about it wasn't until like 1995 that I actually became quote unquote a witch mm-hmm. as in officially studying and learning and all of that. When I found out all that stuff, I mean, I was always into all the witch movies and the vampire movies and you yeah. know, all of that stuff that you can think of. Yeah. Anything that was different, magical fire, fire was amazing to me. Not oh, like yeah. in a weird way, but I was a firebug. Yeah. You know, fire and flames were just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, tantalizing and yes, but not, not like I say, not in a bad way, you know, just kind of like they were, you could feel their energy. Yeah. It was a, it was just an amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course there's the, you know, what was it you did as kids with the two fingers? Oh yeah. What do they call that? Light as a feather, stiff as a board. That's right. Yes. We used to do that. It actually worked. It actually mm-hmm. did work. I was, I was like, people make fun of that, but it did work. Mm-hmm. And I still believe that's something. I do. Yeah. I don't think it's just some joke or hoax or something. I think it actually works. I'm going to believe that. Don't take that away from me, people. <laughs> <laughs> My little kid in me wants to believe in that because it was pretty cool when it happened. Mm-hmm. And then we move on to the last one, which is, come on, everybody. We all, well, not all. I'll say a lot of us have a kinship to the fall and Halloween. Yes. When I was younger, I only knew it as I absolutely fucking love the fall. <laughs> like everything was fall. No other time of year mattered to me until mm-hmm. I moved to Oregon. That changed. Halloween was everything to me. Mm-hmm. I just everything Halloween. And, and unfortunately, we didn't have nearly available to us what we have now today. Mm. I am so jealous about what is all out there today. <laughs> and now that everybody's like coming out of the woodwork, they are 24 seven mm-hmm. all year round Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. And it's like, come on, why didn't that happen when I was doing this? You know, mm-hmm. Halloween. But then, of course, later on, if we decide to study and we decide that we happen to come across the information, 
then we find out that it's Samhain mm-hmm. and the magic of Samhain. Yeah. Well, for me, actually, I came a little later to my love for fall. When I was a kid, I loved summer and I was very pissed off that my birthday was not during summer because, God damn it, <laughs> the weather was shit on my birthday. Aww. And I hated that. As I got to my early 20s, uh, that shifted and changed to, I, and I, it may have, may have been, even been earlier than that, but I'd always loved Halloween. That was, that never changed. Mm-hmm. But uh, the fall came a little later than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, oh, here comes my baby. Oh, don't get on the computer. Sorry, that's one of my babies coming up, Ember. Yeah, I grew up in the Northeast. The Northeast is just known for its fall. So, yes. you know, it's kind of hard to mm-hmm. bypass that. Are you coming over here, baby? Okay, come on. Come on. Oh, there goes that. Okay. All right. All right. So, we have come to the end. We've gone over an hour now. Hopefully, oh you've stuck with us and this was interesting for you. Yeah. We had a lot of fun, I'll, yes. I'll say. I think we have had a lot of fun. A lot of smiling going back and forth here, so <laughs> I'm going to say that it's safe to say that. Yeah. We're hoping to have a lot more fun with future episodes of us just conversing, and we want to have input to work with. Yeah, please ask us questions. Interact with us. Give us info. Say, you know, hey, this would be really cool if you went over this kind or, of hey, thing. hey, this is my story, and if you want us to share it, we would be yeah. happy to share it really would have to be happy yeah. to share it and because everybody it's so much fun to hear everybody's experiences yeah it really is so our if you want to email us our email is tatiana sylvia podcast at yahoo.com and that's t-a-t-j-a-n-a-s-y-l-v-i-a-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at yahoo y-a-h-o-o dot com com thank you for doing that <laughs> yeah please please talk to us yes, we would love we to hear, hear from, from you. you we're in season two we really want to make this go yeah and you are the ones who are going to help us do that all right please rate us on itunes spotify or wherever else you found us i am tatiana saying goodbye for now and i'm sylvia saying so long and thank you for writing with us this has been Powered by by magic. magic. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you.